0: You ask them to cite their facts, and they say, well, there's going to be two sets of facts, your facts and my facts, and you're going to believe what you believe, and I believe what I believe. And they also say, when continued to be pressed, well, I actually don't need uh, to read anything anymore. It comes from within me. I meditate. Somehow it's gotten into meditation. I meditate, and I get downloads, or I get this information. Somehow... The truth comes to me. I am the, the bearer of this now. Aloha, Our Undoing Radio listener. Welcome to the very thing you're listening to, Our Undoing Radio. Coming to you directly from www.ourundoing.com and through whatever device, app, you're listening through. Um, Thanks for having me in your ears. It's kind of like magic the way this happens, huh? The way these shows come together and get transported to listeners. How apropos that this week we are talking about whether or not the world is under a magic spell. Whether what we're seeing manifesting around us is the product of black magic. The dark arts, someone's occult wish come true, or a cabal of someone's, or not. And, of course, my favorite question, if the result is the same, does it really matter? Now, some of you may think black magic, occult arts, a hidden hand controlling everything, that sounds uh, crazy. That sounds, I don't know, childish, something. And then you'd be surprised, I guess, at just how many people do believe that this is happening. Adults who are not crazy, who fancy themselves mature. Um, In fact, I know people who believe this. I know people who have an evangelical bent, who believe that they're fighting on behalf of the good, the God, the Jesus, against the forces of evil and darkness. And I know psychics who uh, have the same drive to fight these very same forces of psychic evil, these black magicians trying to control the earth, trying to cause chaos, wreak havoc, and dine on our fear energy or whatever it is they do, um, in the same vein as the, uh, the, the Christian... They don't call themselves that, but uh, the Christians don't call themselves psychic necessarily. But uh, there it is; they're they're on the same page. The same question that presented itself with the episode on cesspools and rabbit holes from last season. You know how how can you tell whether or not the conspiracy theory be true or be something worth pursuing or or just a bunch of dead ends that drive you crazy. Um, how can we know? Or what's what's a useful tool of discovery that we can use? It's the same tool here, which we'll, uh, we'll get into. But first, let's map out what we're talking about here. Um, the story goes that there, again, are some sort of dark, Magicians, it's uh, some people, it's unclear whether they mean human or uh, archetypal or demigods or aliens, you know, something amorphous that we can't quite get our our hands on. But some people do mean humans. Uh, And they mean humans working for other governments like the Russians, Russians who have mastered psychic abilities and are now, you know infiltrating the world well we know they're doing that with the internet right with social media so certainly they they understand the dark arts of american psychology and european psychology but are they psychically influencing us to do things that are not in our best interest to do things that are violent to riot in the streets to mistrust so-called authority, including our own. We know that there were Cold War psychic spy programs, right? The remote viewing project here in America, which was an answer to or in fear of the Russian psychic project. So we know that these things do exist on, on a military strategic level, at least in terms of trying to weaponize psychic abilities, figure out if they exist and then weaponize them. Um, And supposedly those had been shut down, but there are plenty of people, of course, who believe that that's a cover. Of course, they would say they shut, shut this down. Uh, In fact, it just went on in some other form. And probably that's true. Although, I would look into. Remember the uh, the movie, the the men who stare at goats. That was about this psychic spying program. It was based on the book uh, by the same name. And uh, I am too lazy to look this up, even to Google search it right now. <laughs> but you can if you want. Whether or not the military um, allowed them to use their equipment for this movie, because if you want to use the U.S. military's, you know, planes, army bases fatigues, whatever it is, they'll give it to you, but they've got to approve the script. And so the script better make the U S army look good or better, uh, subliminally tell you that war is good or that we're the good guys in the end. Um, you know, all those sort of pro war, pro military messages, they better contain those. And if they don't, you're not going to get funding. The example of this would be the original movie independence day, uh, which was, I think if not the first, one of the first super CGI computer generated image, uh, heavy movies laden with ordinary military jets. (laughs) Right. So it wasn't like outer space stuff. I mean, there was that there were spaceships in it and whatever, but I mean, even the planes were CGI. And the reason they went that way was because, um, they wanted to use real military planes, but the military script doctors said, um, I think it was a combination of we don't look good and you can't mention Area 51 because no one's supposed to know about that. <laughs> no one It's not an official base, so we can't endorse it by uh, being associated with this movie. And the script doctors are like, what are you nuts? Screw it. CGI is pretty good now. We'll just do that. So that's an example. So... It would be interesting to know if the men who stare stare at goats, which um kind of turns the psychic spying thing into a laughing stock, if the military supported that or not. Um and you might say, well, of course they support it because they want you to think it's a laughing stock, because blah blah blah. But then wouldn't the same hold true for Independence Day? Uh of course they want you to think that we have alien technology. In fact, in real life, that was one of their um, psyops that they were doing on us, the American people, um, through a scientist named Paul Benowitz. It's a long story, but essentially they, they infiltrated ufology, the study of UFOs, to plant false stories, um, to ferret out who might be uh, spying on us from other countries, who might take an interest in area 51 or in our uh, technologies, um, that sort of thing. So all of that is a long ramble on something that m- a good portion of this audience probably doesn't care about, but then who knows, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're intrigued. Um I hope so. I hope this isn't just boring. Uh, But when we talk about the black magic thing and it sounds suspiciously like other QAnon, uh, it sounds suspiciously like a lot of the stuff in UFO world. Um, It just has that same air to it, right? Of like, you could go down these online rabbit holes finding out who are the people in power or finding out what the signs are are of someone using that power. And then you can pretend that you know what's going on, even if you don't know who the people are, who are behind it, or you can pretend you know who the people are behind it. And then eventually the right wing propaganda machine will get a hold of this and um, it'll turn into like Nazi occult anti-Semitism nonsense. Cause that seems to be how this works. Eventually, that's the cesspool it ends up in. So be careful out there when you're reading this stuff, who your sources are. Um, And be careful when you're trying to dabble in it, even on behalf of the good. Um, Because as we've said before, sometimes a dream is just a dream. And if you really, really want it to mean something else, I mean, of course, if you concentrate on something... Long and hard enough, you're gonna, you're probably gonna have a dream about it, and then you're gonna think that that's validation that it's real. It's just validation that you concentrated hard enough on it. So, in other words, you got to know what motivates you. You got to know why you're looking in the first place. You got to be honest about it. I saw online someone had posted a thing about how they, the magical they, are um, using our collective unconscious to against us to get what they want, whatever that is. And it's just a thread full of accolades. And yes, yes, oh, of course. Oh, I know. Uh, You know, it's the pylon of people in the know. We've seen this before. Um, And one person on there (laughs) went on a super long comment. I was going to say tirade, but it wasn't a tirade. It was just a super long comment uh, about how she knows uh, too much. And so she'll private message what she knows when she can, when she's really formulated it. But she doesn't want to say it publicly because, you know, what? They could be listening. The public isn't ready for it some reason. Um, But she wanted to make damn sure that the public knew about it, right? Like, that's what this is about. That is what the psychology of a person doing that is. It's, I want everyone to know that I know something huge, something you don't. And by the way, I'm not going to share it with you. I just want you to know that I know because that makes me feel powerful. That makes me feel in control. This illusion of control that we continue to talk about in terms of these conspiracy theories. Apparently, that illusion of control doesn't apply to us. We have actual control because we know something. And then to question them on what they actually know, or to question them on their own psychology on what motivates one to say such a thing if they why not just private message the guy if you really know something why why shout it to the world uh, except that you're insecure and want everyone to know that you're powerful? You can't call people out on that stuff because that's offensive that's uh, being aggressive that's being um, you know the enemy <laughs> Because this is what we are. This is what we've become. We just want to say whatever is in our head and have people love us and validate us, even though we know it's nonsense, even though we know we're insecure. We know this, but it feels so good to get those likes and have like-minded, insecure people say the same thing and just regurgitate to us all the things that we've all read on the same message boards right? So, is a dark magician doing that? Is a dark magician having police officers kill black people in America and then just gaslight the public at every turn through politicians and through uh, silly, stupid statements that Fan the flames of sadness and anger and depression. Is that black magic or is that people? Do people have people just done this since the beginning of this country? What is black magic? Well, what's the right tool to look and ask? Wouldn't the right tool be? Um, what's our so the question? What is our responsibility in this? If putting it off on black magicians and secret cabals of magical people uh, means that we don't have to look at our own actions in this world. We don't have to take responsibility for our privilege and for our attitudes, uh, for our lack of action, for our fears and our insecurities. If we don't have to look at us, then it's probably a defense mechanism, right? If A equals B, then A is B. That's what that's saying. So whether there are black magicians in the world doing whatever, 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 it doesn't matter. Who are you? Why are you scared? Why do you need control? What is the the deep-seated fear there where you have to have the knowledge that answers everything? It's a one-stop-shopping answer, right? It can't just be that Maybe our education is crap. Maybe uh, we never paid attention to history. Maybe we never paid attention to psychology. But we're easily offended and don't want to be called stupid or don't want to be called uneducated or don't want to be called ignorant or whatever these words, which are not the same word, by the way. You can be uneducated and not be ignorant. Ignorant means you're ignoring something. You're willfully ignorant, We say willfully ignorant to differentiate from ignorant. They're the same thing. To ignore. Uneducated means unaware. And once you're aware, it's your responsibility not to ignore. So it's not insulting to say someone is uneducated. And it's a historical fact (laughs) that at least George Bush II, President Bush, uh, completely overhauled the education system To make everything about purely about uh, learning a set standard of things and just memorization. Just memorize these things, and that's your education, that's your knowledge. There's no wisdom there, there's no how to be in the world there, and there's a pushback on college professors. Uh, who do try to broaden the horizons of the very students they're supposed to be broadening the horizons of to call them uh, liberal, communist, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, we saw this through the years. And what is the result of miseducation? What is the result of just memorization of facts? Kind of makes us a little robotic. Kind of makes us imbalanced in new ways. Not that this is all the problem, but this is one of them. This is one problem. And so how do you say to people who are miseducated, who don't even know that they are, uh, that it was different? Back in my day, and frankly, back in my day, education was crap. So (laughs) education was crap when I was coming up. Uh, I can't imagine what it became after this. And... We have this push toward. I've talked about this uh, in other ways, talking about the Leaving Neverland Michael Jackson documentary, you know, where these two guys, for about four hours, tell you that Michael Jackson molested them uh, with no rebuttal. Of course, Michael Jackson's dead, but uh, it's just this one sided music cues. On time, you know, it's propaganda. It's this point of view only. And it's what you call an emotive documentary, which is to say, it doesn't matter what the facts are as long as it strikes a chord emotionally. It's emotionally true and therefore true for you. And that's true enough, except it isn't because you're accusing a man of raping children. But we don't want to see it that way because the documentary apparently is stark enough to make people feel a certain way and they go with that feeling because when it comes down to how you feel and what you think you know, usually the feeling wins out because it's, it's deeper. There's a deeper attachment within you to feeling than to knowledge. So now you cancel someone, you write them off and (laughs) it's like meanwhile they're suing the jackson estate for a billion dollars uh let's not look into that (laughs) they've been losing these lawsuits i mean this is just an example there's uh, plenty of examples in documentaries of you know what they call emotive documentaries and this emotive filmmaking this feeling over fact isn't just for film right It's in the news. It's um, pretty much it's taken over and predicts how we're going to pay attention to the world. It's whichever music cue makes us feel something. Well, by golly, that's what we're going to go with. I mean, we've become these robots, essentially, these slaves to our own sense of self, our own sense of feeling in the world. And we have that feeling catered and coddled. And we have the ability to block out anything that is contrary to how we feel. Used to not be that way. There was a time when you had to pay attention to opposite points of view. There was a time when maybe mm, you wanted to broaden your horizons and not just double down on what you think you know and how you feel. That used to be kind of what we did. Not so much anymore. So now what are we doing? Now, some of us are believing in the QAnon thing. You know, John F. Kennedy, apparently, in this QAnon thing, by the way, is still alive. And uh, he's Q, I think. Pretty sure he's the Q in QAnon. (sighs) I mean, someone's just making this up and laughing, and then a bunch of people are believing it. (laughs) This is what's sickening about it. Uh, someone's laughing at you, and you think you're onto something. I mean, that's really what it is. But okay, so Donald Trump is a you know a peaceful warrior in this QAnon. He is here to save the children from evil pedophile rings and uh, take down the deep state, which means lifelong professionals in government who I guess are just evil because we don't like the government, and therefore that means everyone's evil. Uh, again, we love this one-size-fits-all narrative. Um, but And for some reason, we'll believe this illogical thing. Why would you believe the illogical thing? I posit that you don't. I posit that nobody believes the QAnon thing. Not one person believes it. Well, not one sane uh you know sort of normal level iq person believes it they promote it they claim to believe it they shut you out of their your their lives if you know you don't you don't believe it but it is a mask it is a cover for the insecurity for the not knowing for the the feeling out of control for the losing the illusory sense of control that one has when one has privilege in a society. Well, if you live in a racist society and you're the benefactor of that, and then the, the t- people at the top sort of show their hand that they didn't really care about the racism so much as just them being powerful and everyone else fighting amongst themselves for crumbs, um, you start to lose your privilege based on race, right? You have this privilege based on race, And now that's going away. Now uh, you realize, oh, voila, it was never really about that. It was always about the 1% versus, you know, the 99%. And now you realize, oh, wait, I'm in the 99%. Uh Uh-oh. My illusion of control, my illusion of (laughs) being safe in the world is gone. It must be magic. uh but again, let's, let's really clarify what the tool is here to, to differentiate between whether something is magic or not and just see if you agree with this. Is the thing that feels magical, the rioting, the, the, writing, the uh, just absolute lack of caring about other people where you want to take off your mask and, and shame other people for wearing a mask in a pandemic uh when you see these types of things is that black magic or is that a consequence of our actions is that the culmination of actions playing out if you take away the evil magician but the circumstances are the same uh does the result play out the same way yeah of course I mean, the real dark art here is bringing together these people: the QAnon people, the people who believe that there's a mad, black magic, um, you know, the right wing so-called nut job and the left wing so-called nut job. Um, bringing them together, along with the New Age people, who may or may not be one of those types of nut jobs. Along with the evangelical, who may or may not believe that they are political, may not be one of those nut jobs, bringing into the fold of a crazy evolving story that has its roots in Nazi occultism and having them either believe it or promote it and invest themselves in it, even though they know it's ludicrous simply because they feel scared and there's safety in numbers. That's the real magic, isn't it? The magic of your psychology being worked against you. And you being complicit in that. I mean, we are at the point where the enemy... I was just saying this to my wife the other day. (laughs) We're at the point now where this is as close as we're going to get, I hope. To the living dead, the walking dead, is when you are approached by someone who's like, wants to punch you in the face because you don't believe their absolute insanity. And you say to them, well, no, I'm sorry, I don't believe that because that's that that strikes me as absolute insanity. And they're like, that's not insanity. You're insanity. And then they punch you in the face. We're done. this It's over. The so-called civilization is over at that point. And we're about at that point, aren't we? <laughs> and the thing is, nobody seems to want to stop it. And I think there's a magic in that. And I think the magic in that is, we know that this mind, which has given birth to this civilization is unhealthy was a misstep out of interconnection and into objectification where we're the ones with the power over the earth dominion over the animal kingdom kingdom, right? (laughs) And, you know, that's the first step to the individual being well, separate and powerful. But now these societies are set up so that only some people can be so-called powerful and individuated. Uh, And we thought it was one thing. We thought it was based on race and sex and all that. And then it turns out it's based in class. But then it turns out that the powers that be at the top consolidated a whole bunch of power into monopolies. And that class even has collapsed. And it's just the haves and the have-nots. And the haves are very few, and the have-nots are a lot. (laughs) Everyone else. And we know that that mind has to go. And we know that the haves aren't happy. Right? They're not full of joy. They're psychopaths, for the most part. Sociopaths, narcissists, power-hungry monsters, whatever. And we aspire to be them. And now we've had that taken away, so must be the dark arts all of it is a child screaming all of it is a fear of annihilation because to right that wrong to correct that course to change the mind is to no longer be you and as you go so goes the society The ramifications of being healthy aren't just like when you're physically healthy and you just stop eating a bunch of Twinkies and, you know, eat lettuce and exercise more. This isn't that type of getting healthy. This is the total transformation of you out of everything you think you know, out of comfort. It is like being born. And the rage that we feel is the clashing of the knowing what needs to be done with the guilt of knowing what we have done. And yet, and still wanting to remain that way because that's what we know. And the ending of self is the ending of knowledge, it's the ending of the known, it's the end of time. It's the end of everything, which we both deeply, deeply long for and rail against, because the longing for is longing for it to happen to us, longing for us to become some sort of super other, some transcendental other. We want to take us with us when we go, because we're all we know, but we can't, all of it has to go the end, game over, program over you can fight all the powers you want but when you're done looking outside yourself and lashing out and projecting because you're afraid to look at you how about you try the third option that you've never tried don't look anywhere don't look in, don't look out look no more Be stillness for the sake of being stillness. For when the dark spell upon the earth that is you has lifted, what's left is what was being obstructed by the fog all along, the light of clarity. And that clarity, that clarity is you.